The BA announced the top 50 this year, and there are some big jumps. We see more merger organizations joining the top 50. Athletic is inching closer to the top 10, and we say goodbye to Bells in the list officially. Wendy talks about the more than 2,000 cans of high life being destroyed in Europe, and Dan talks about refreshers from Smirnoff, and we look into beer refreshers and why many breweries are changing up some of the most well-known craft beer brands, including Fat Tire, Boston Lager, and the new edition, Lager of the Lakes from Bells. We go live Fridays at 7.15 p.m. Eastern. You can join us at facebook.com forward slash betterondraft or twitch.tv forward slash betterondraft. We are live episode of the news segment 421 Better on Draft Podcast. My name is Ken. Uh, real quick before we go into the, the news segment portion of it, last week we had the, uh, I think it's maybe the second or third because Matt hosted it a few times, the Better on Draft Draft, uh, which we drafted breweries and organizations to create our own major conglomerate. Uh, with that in mind, Dan, you were able to see all of them. Um, I was. Who uh, first, second, and third place? Nick, Wendy, you. Oh, well, fuck you. <laughs> um, your opinion doesn't count. Um, and in fact, I demand a recount. Um, I don't think all the votes were uh, counted yet. And yeah. Um <laughs> Let's see. I got so many. It's like a, a old podcast days. I got so many open cans of bottles next to me. I've got uh, a Missouri Loves Company, which is the shtick alt uh, out of Missouri from their Brewers Guild. Um, I also have a can from Hop Tea, the Hop Lark Sparkling Water with Mosaic and Wakatu. Uh, in my draft glass is Barking Mad from Pavlov's over in Temperance, Michigan. And I just cracked open uh, a Baltic Anomaly from New Holland. Uh, with my now broken uh, bottle opener. Um, so I'm going to have to write a letter of discontent with that because I've barely used this. Um, and it's also stayed in my office this entire time. So it's not like it went like in the garage and it got hot and cold or anything like that. Like this just busted. Just broke. Yeah, I have no idea where <laughs> I got it either. So it's called a cap bounce cap boom i don't know anyways what are you guys drinking well i am finishing up my tart strawberry m43 which is delicious uh but i also my best friend went to wisconsin to visit her family and brought me back some uh new Blaris. so i have this road slush stout uh it's a really good stout but I had one the other day and it did not taste as smoky as it does right now. So I don't know if that's because I'm drinking it with the tart strawberry, but it's interesting. And Dan, what about you? So I must really hate myself. I dug into the vault of former um, guests that we've had on here. Um, hopefully I don't hate this too bad. I've got a clown shoe space cake. If that one's really bad, I've got a clown shoes. Rainbows are real. Those those both have to have fallen off so much. Oh, I'm sure they have. It's been at least a year. I was going to say, I don't even remember when we had clown shoes on the show. It was last summer. (laughs) It was last summer. So we'll see. Well, we are talking about the craft beer news this week. Uh, Starting off with... 
my little topic that I want to talk about just because I think it's big in the news right now, which is they released the top 50 craft breweries based on production. Um, and there are a few things of note as you look into the system itself is, is that there is a lot of uh, breweries that are in the system that are mergers and acquisitions. These are the brewery conglomerates that have kind of um, gotten together. They've you know merged together. They've put their assets together, which include folks like Craft Ohana, which is Modern Times and Maui Brewing. Um, made by the water, which is uh, Catawba, Oyster City, Palmetto, and Fauberg. Um, we have a few other ones that made it the list, but I think the big one that everybody has been paying attention to is the again massive jump by Athletic Brewing, uh, going from uh, somewhere in the mid twenties to number thirteen. So a true NA brand being the number 13 brand in the industry, um, the craft beer industry itself. Uh, we also have, obviously, the one, two, three, which I think is no surprise to anyone, Yingling, Boston Beer, slash Dogfish Head, and Sierra Nevada. Um, did you guys get a chance to look at the list? Is there a shocking brewery that you uh, are surprised to see on there or a brewery that you're happy to see on there? Uh, number 25, Trogues, for Wendy. Um. Uh, but there, there's you know, the, go on, Dan. Uh, I was gonna say the one that actually caught me is Kona. I didn't realize they were brewing that much. I know it's a crappy Anheuser Busch brand at this point, but it kind of surprised me. I didn't realize they were putting out that much beer, or that people were drinking that much of it. So the the Kona the Kona Brewing is their Hawaii operation, which is not owned by AB. That makes it more even more interesting. I'm kind of curious what they're doing there. I intentionally skipped it when I was on the Big Island last time because I didn't know it wasn't owned by like uh, Anheuser Busch. Mm -hmm. So I'm really kind of curious what they're doing out of there to produce that much beer now because it's a really when it, if you're not familiar with Hawaii, the Big Island is very much less populated than Oahu is. So Big Island, not a lot of people. Um, and then a smaller city on top of that where it's at. So it's kind of interesting to see that. I think uh, along with Kona, uh, because obviously they are providing to the state itself probably a lot more since that's the, the, the Hawaii operation is not owned by AB. Um, New Glarus still being uh, number 12 is huge because obviously New Glarus is still Wisconsin only. Wisconsin only. That's impressive. So right up there with number 13 being Athletic, which is N.A. only, and number 12, New Glarus, being Wisconsin only. Um, I think both of those are massive breweries that are doing well. But the one thing that I noticed in here, which is Three Floyds is still a top brewery. And while they do do a lot of distro, uh, they have closed their taproom. So they have no taproom sales anymore. Everything is now um, distro. So that's all they do is distro. Uh, we have we've got Dark Lord well, Day coming up too. You can pick it up. Uh, yeah, but I mean, that's that's still a lot different than because I mean they were still running their um to go side even when the the tap room was open. Um, so when people would go, I mean, I can't tell you how many times I've gone to the brewery just to grab to go stuff to to bring home from. 
before we, it got distroed here, obviously, but, um, you know, two cases of zombie killer and I can easily not resell it, but oh, here you <laughs> go. 12 pack, 20 bucks, come pick it up yourself. And there are a lot of people who would come do that for a 12 pack of fresh zombie killer. Um, I still remember the day where I had, um, I, I tipped, uh, a six pack of zombie killer because every beer, like I was doing like a beer tour over on the West side of the state after that. Um, cause I was going driving from Chicago to grand Rapids and I, every bartender or waiter that I asked, I said, you have a choice. I could tip you your 20% or I can tip you this very fresh brewed yesterday zombie killer. And everyone <laughs> took the zombie killer. Um, but yeah, yeah it's, it's a good beer. I mean, that's that's all you. I'm not a big fan of it. I I love their gumball <laughs> head. You know that. Yeah. Um. Is there is there another brewery that uh, surprised you, Wendy? That's kind of in the top list. Um, I was just kind of looking at the list again because I did go over it when we first posted it. Um, I'm so I have no idea what Matt Brewing Company is. Which one? Matt, Matt Brewing. Brewing. Oh, okay. I see it in Which Utica. I found interesting. So I've been trying to look it up and there's a lot of different websites. So I'm not hundred percent sure if it's just like one brewery. It does say that it was the fourth largest, fourth oldest family owned brewery in the United States. Yeah. So I think that's, that I that's one of those breweries that, they they manage in like the the northeast area and don't necessarily hit us here in Michigan. Um, but Sarnak, which is the the brewery over there, they're the ones that uh, get a lot of beer and brewing over there. That just people buy it up over there. So um, we just don't see it here in Michigan. It's not distroed here in Michigan. Um, so we probably just never heard of it. And they've never really had like a hype beer. Um, and I think those are the two things that really. Either they get distroed here and we know who they are, or they're a hype beer because they have a, a hype brand or a hype, you know, like New Glarus Spotted Cow is a hype beer outside of the state of Wisconsin. Uh, Strawberry right. Rhubarb is a hype beer. Like people know who what these beers are, therefore uh, they know, but we don't know too much about uh, Sarnak or Matt Brewing because they're just, they service their community in the Northeast area. Um, I think for me, one of the big things that I'm surprised we're still not seeing like major, major growth for to overtake is Canarchy. Um, while they are eighth currently, I'm surprised they aren't making moves and getting a little bit higher um, than say they got Stone above them, which, you know, Stone's been having some issues uh, with regards to what they're selling um, or how much they're selling, I should say, and potentially being bought out. Um We've had plenty of these other guests on our show, like uh, Duval, uh, Boulevard, um, Artisanal, which I think I'm trying to think of who I don't think know if we've Southern had tier, Southern point. Tier, yeah, Victory, um, Gambrinus, which is basically you know mostly, mostly yeah. Shiner and then Tolmer Pills, um, but yeah, they still can't overtake that with the the amount of production that they have, and that parent production facility is huge. Um, I mean, I guess it's small in comparison to that Shiner production facility that we well, saw. They sure got some of my money last week. Oh yeah, I we just said that 
no rules day. Say that online salesman that it's amazing how quickly you can spend that much money. (laughs) It took me a matter of two minutes to buy my allotment, and I don't want to talk about how much I spent. (laughs) There's, I mean, your own set allotment. You could buy whatever you want. There was no. You can buy most. Most things did not have a limit. There is no rule. There are a couple things that they had limits on but like the glasses because the glasses sell out every year that's crazy which this is the first year i haven't bought a glass so (laughs) i guess i understand why they have limits. i'm i because i have too many pint glasses still and i've given them away so many times um unless it's like a specific type of glass like i just cannot buy a glass anymore um it's too many yeah like i i love that teku glass that i got from Dragon's Milk, uh, the Triple Mash release, or not the Triple Mash, the um, the Bourbon release. Um, yeah, you sent me a couple of those. Those are pretty good. I mean, you. I bought do them. like the style nice. of the <laughs> of the no rules glasses. Um, those are the glasses that my dad tends to break when he is doing the dishes. So, well, there's no rules, so he can requested do requested that I not buy those for a while <laughs> until he retires and drives away in his RV. <laughs> So here's the one that shocks me looking at this list is Gordon Biersch. Mm-hmm. Like, do you know anybody that drinks that beer? Like at anyone. The airport. At the airport. Oh, yeah. Yeah, at the airport. Every time. At the, at the airport. At, that, so they're the airport brewery is mm-hmm. basically what they are. Yeah. There Pretty used much. to be one here in Tempe. There used to be a Gordon Biersch. The only other ones I can think of are at the Delta Terminal in Detroit and at the Salt Lake City Airport. Like you don't see them out in the wild, so it kind of surprises mm-hmm. me. It's an airport beer. That a hundred percent, I believe that's where they're making their money. Yeah, I mean they've got a handful of like actual sites themselves, but um, yeah, I think a lot of people just drink them at the airport. And like when you're turning out that many customers in a day, and everyone's trying to decide where to go, and especially because Gordon Beers is at the end of a terminal. Um. Yeah. I that's not surprising to me at all. Um, 100%. I mean, even Michigan, because we have we have Gordon Biersch, we have Jolly Pumpkin, and we have Atwater. Um, Those are in different terminals, right? Uh, the Atwater, I know, is at North or whatever it's called now. Um, Jolly Pumpkin might be at Delta, but I... Mm, Jolly Pumpkin's in the other one, Mac. Or... Oh, at Atwater, or North. Maybe... I honestly, I just don't. Uh, I go to the Delta Lounge and I go to the the Again, gate. If I'm not at the Delta Lounge, I'm at one of the ones on the either end, which is Gordon Beerish on one end, and the Atwater, um, like open air pub at the other one. Or no, it's the Eastern Market. They call it the Eastern Market Garden Beer Garden or whatever. Yeah, I oh yeah, that's right. The Easter Market beer gardens on the other side. Um, mm-hmm. yeah, I I think everyone kind of has drank at a Gordon Beersh because there's not like the Atwater Brewery is still it's just a tap room. It just has a handful of Atwater tap. Like it's a name. Like right. I think well, that's I think, what they're all going to be at, especially at the airport. Mm-hmm. Like it's not like they're brewing beer there. Like Great Lakes in the Cleveland Airport, for example. Like it's not like they're brewing the beer there. Uh huh. I guess that makes sense, yeah. I don't know. I was yeah. very happy to see Harpoon when I got <laughs> off the plane in Boston 
there was a harpoon tap room right at that gate. And we actually stopped before we even left the airport to have a beer. I think Boston also has a um, a Boston Beer Works. Yeah, it, I sent you beer pictures Co. of that. Beer like, Works. Yeah, it was right. like an off-brand. It was good beer, though. Oh, yeah. I went I went to I'll one of the breweries it. when I was staying outside of Boston in like Worcester. And um, just like, oh, I want to go to a brewery for lunch. And then this was it's a, a nice little. Ch- it felt very chainy. Like it is a, a chain. Um, What's the Granite City? It felt yes. very Granite City like. <laughs> There's one in Salem. It's exactly the same as the one in Boston. We went to a neat little brewery when we were in Salem. Um, I can't think of the name of it now, uh, but it was a, a small brewery. Um, Is that Notch? I think it might have been Notch. I don't know. Session beers? I couldn't tell you. It was so long ago. And by long, it was like an hour, a, a year and a half ago. But <laughs> um, yeah, Dan, what's what's the article you want to talk about today? Oh, let me get back to it here. So. Slow news week, apparently outside of the top 50. Uh, but apparently, and this will all throw back to our younger days, at least it will to mine, is that Diego is refreshed Smirnoff ice. Same swag, different swag, apparently. So the 23-year-old brand, which is the same age at the thing of Gen Z, is being refreshed for the uh, younger legal drinking age consumers that have gravitated towards new flashier beyond beer entrants, such as White Claw and uh, High Noon. Uh, I'm trying to even think what High Noon is. So, um, but Smirnoff is re has debuted a brand reinvention to show the true classics never fade; they only get better, according to the press release. Um, so, what I want to get into, we've talked about this before. Um, we've seen, uh, for example, Sam Adams go through a refresh, which I personally think is absolutely terrible. Um, we've seen um, Fat Tire go through a refresh. Is this? Is this something that people are doing to, or I should say people, companies are doing to try and save their brands? Or is there something behind this? Are these newer generations going to drink Smirnoff Ice? Because it's, I look at the colors here, they're pink, they're orange, they're green. It's not just the off-white color that they all used to be and they're different flavors now. Is this really what consumers are looking for now in 2023? Ken, let's start with you. I'm yeah, I so the beer one makes sense, and the reason I say that is is that with Fat Tire, you know what Fat Tire is not Voodoo Ranger and Voodoo Ranger Hazy and Voodoo Ranger yeah. Double I like Fat Tire is the probably number fifteen to twenty selling beer in the New Belgium repertoire because the top ten is easily all Voodoo Ranger and Voodoo Ranger aside beers that's going to be same for boston lager like boston lager everyone knows what it is but the the top selling beers from boston beer company are not boston lager anymore like it's what do you think they are now that that's kind of curious when i think sam adams i think boston lager what do you think their top sellers are um their their wicked series the just the haze beer um so they're NA, like just the haze. Oh, that's that's right. That is the the NA. Yeah. No, just the 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 wicked series then. So they're they're hazy IPAs. Okay. Um Wow. I mean, I think that's what everybody wants these days. Um Yeah, that's interesting. I always I agree with like, that. 
like I don't know if at, I do either. Look at Lager of the Lakes. Like everyone's complaining that Lager of the Lakes changed from a Bohemian Pills to um I think just a lager, and now everyone's all pissed off. And I'm like, it's not the top selling Bell's beer. Like people don't care about it. Like Bell's had a refresher on one of their beers, and it's just what they're going to do because it's not Oberon and Two Hearted. Um so I think a lot of people, I think the refresh one news clicks um, and media and uh, press. So they're getting all of that um, and that people who are, oh, my, like the, the people who are complaining, like, you know, people complaining about the new fat tire probably haven't drank fat tire in a year or five I wouldn't even try the new fat tire personally. It's an airport beer. We talk about it all the time. It's that beer that's on tap at the place that doesn't really have craft beer. They have like yeah. Sam Adams, that sort of thing. Shock top. Like fat tire. Yeah, shock top. Yes. We just talked about at the bowling alley. <laughs> but like I'm not gonna try the new fat tire that's no longer an amber. It's is it a blonde, if I remember correctly? So I don't I don't fully recall. I'm looking for it. I'm gonna try it and see how I feel about the new one. Um, I had it. It's not bad. It's not. It's just different. That's all it is. Um, I had it at the Bruzology Beer Festival. Um, and it just existed. I mean, nothing really to write home about. But honestly, Fat Tire wasn't really anything to write home about. It was great when you couldn't get it. I was just going to say, think about how times have changed. Pre-Michigan being able to get Fat Tire. Ken's driving to Indiana and bringing cases back. Now here we are sitting in 2023. Like, oh, whatever. Well, we're sitting in 2023 because I'm drinking a a limited release alt beer from Missouri because it's so much easier to get your hands on beer these days um, versus others. Whether it's distro, whether it's because you could drive to Ohio or Indiana just like it was with Fat Tire. Um, you're only limited to the limitations of what the beer release is. Like, it's it. If you, Dan, begged me for KBS because it's all sold out over there, I could literally go walk to the corner store here and buy every <laughs> variant um, and ship it out to you in a day. I remember um, when we could do that here and you couldn't do it there. And you're like, what the hell? Yeah, but that's <laughs> that's that's the thing is, is that the ability to get beer these days is not as hard as it was, you know, 10, 12 years ago when Fat Tire wasn't even in Michigan. Um, yeah, but now, but now everyone's complaining that fat tire changed and Boston lager changed and, uh, lager of the lakes changed. But in reality, there's so many other beers that you probably weren't even drinking those in the first place. Like yeah, the, the reason lager of the lake, the reason like, they changed is because not enough people were probably drinking it. Like, sure, you can make an argument for Boston Beer Company against my argument that I have for Fat Tire versus Voodoo Ranger. Sure. Great. You know, you probably there. there's probably numbers out there. I could probably reach out to Bart Watson to get them. But like nobody gave two shits about Fat Tire in 2023. That's why they needed to do this or it was going to be a dead brand. Right. I do have to tell you that I remember when it first came to Michigan and we were out for New Year's Eve one year and they didn't have any craft beer so I was drinking Fat Tire and 
my friend kept calling it flat tire. Everyone, she yeah. honestly thought it was flat tire the entire time. It, it was pretty funny. My, flat tire beer. My dad went to the New Belgium Brewery in Colorado, grabbed two growlers of fat tire, went there, bought it, called it flat tire, bought it, brought it back to Michigan, kept calling it flat tire. Ken, I got some flat tire for you. Like, I knew what he was saying, but it was just too, it wasn't necessary to correct him because he's bringing me back draft beer from Colorado um, that he kept on ice in coolers for days as he drove it back. Um, so I, amazing. I, I ain't questioning him. She I, thought it was hilarious that she was calling it the wrong thing all night. Of course, it might be because she was drinking liquor. Uh, so yeah, so that's, I mean, that's my thought on it is that, so high noon, by the way, Dan is like a, a vodka spritzer, like, uh, Oh, gotcha. R- RTD vodka drink. Um, they might have like a tequila drink too, or a rum drink, but I just know them for their, their vodka RTD can. So here, one more hot take for uh new Belgium, you know, where they failed and they really should have went with this. Do you remember the Ben and Jerry's brown ale? It's like the oh yeah, brown ale. That's like that's well, like way early in the the better on draft days too. Yeah, for whatever why they never made that beer again. I think they would have had a lot. They would have had a hit on their hands if they would have stayed with it. Just my take on that. Yeah, the salted caramel brownie. Wow, <laughs> I forgot all about that beer. Yeah, that was what, their best beer by far that I think they've made. Well, anything with salted caramel in it is good. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm looking at the uh, the box, the little six-pack box for that beer, and it says employee-owned, and I'm like, oh, not anymore. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, employee-owned, employee-sold. Like, they sold it, so I can't. It's right? Just, Let's yeah, be honest. Fair. I haven't hit a salted caramel beer, a salted caramel stout yet, but... I have been disappointed in. Yeah, that's literally. You haven't been? That I haven't been disappointed in. Oh, nice. Or, yeah. That I same. have been disappointed. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah, same. They're always good. I'm that... a fan. <laughs> I will say, though, that um, the only way that Smirnoff Ice is going to get me to buy it again is if they cut some of that sugar down. Because yeah. my whole life, even when they first came out, I can't drink that because it's so much sugar. It gives me indigestion after like half a half a bottle. So the good one was a Smirnoff Ice Black, which was less sweet. If I remember, it was almost like having squirt and vodka. So I wish they'd bring that back. That was a good one, right? Yeah the the yeah. Smirnoff Ice Triple Black. I'm pretty sure that was yeah, a, a mainstay it. at a lot of parties because it was a. Uh, Easy drinker for the people that wanted to drink, but we didn't have booze. Um, <laughs> we got Smirnoff Ice. I mean, the, there there was a lot of times like Dan and I were at some type of like tailgate, and that's all you're drinking is whatever's in the coolers. So oh, yeah. we'd always have to yep. get something that would be for the more not beer drinker. And Smirnoff Triple Black was always the the easy go to, especially at a bar too, yeah. when you're buying rounds for everyone and you know someone doesn't want to drink a beer. Um smeared yeah. off triple black was that. I we did see they had a cooler at that bowling alley we were at of Smirnoff. And 
And Nick pointed it out, and it was just so funny to see, because I'm like, God, I haven't seen Smirnoff Ice in so long. Um, well, but, they're bringing it back, just like polio. They're bringing it back. Well, here's... Uh, w- with Smirnoff Ice, I mean, you, you gotta go up against all these RTDs now, and you gotta get some news and some press, so you might as well... How'd that Zima return go? Wasn't that a limited thing that they just did one time? <laughs> I, I think they it I was think good. They did their job. I think they. I don't know. I didn't even buy it. Yeah, I think we all they... know we drank Zima back in the nineties. So I didn't. I did. I... Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was only like ten. Back in the nineties. Uh, ten with with no hair. It's... Hey, 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 hey. <laughs> Wendy, what did you want to chat about today? So my article, um, considering that we've been, one of my picks was Molson Coors, um, I found that uh, in USA Today, there was an article this morning, actually, that Belgian Customs in Antwerp seized a shipment of 2,352 cans of the Miller High Life in February and literally crushed the cans when the consignee of the cans in Germany did not contest a decision that they made to destroy them. Uh, Apparently the trade group that protects the Champagne region of Northeastern France of their designation of origin and its trademark asked that the beer be destroyed saying that the label designated it as the Champagne of beers infringed upon the region's designation and trademark. Um, is this what? the first time that High Life has gone overseas? <laughs> like, how is this just now a thing? What? what? They I, literally I, destroyed <laughs> 2,352 cans. And apparently, the people who bought it didn't contest the decision. <laughs> They're like, whatever. So wait, where were these 2,300 cans going? They were going uh, to Germany. Were they in someone's suitcase? Oh, like I'm confused. No, they, no. They, like they were shipped. Like somebody bought them in Germany, and they were being shipped over. And they stopped in Belgium, and, and they're they like, were like whatever. Like, they were whatever. Like, hey, this says champagne of beers on the label, and the champagne. I can't even pronounce the name of the thing. It's like it's like committee champ something that. Are the, you telling me? Are you telling me they don't produce high life in Europe, so they have to like bring it over? Apparently, like, I mean, probably not. Like twelve twelve dollar can of high life. I'm but so is it really the first time it's at? Well, I bought that at the Royal Oak Music Theater the other day, or the, a couple months ago. It's one of the cans they have there. How much yeah. they wanted for a bottle Got of high life? Fifteen dollar bottle but, of high life. <laughs> it, they wanted eight dollars for a flipping high life. I was like, "What is that M forty three cost?" Probably like ten bucks. Because at my two do- at the local pub that I go to, the two dollar draft night. M43 is $6. It's the only beer they don't put on sale for $2. Yeah, I felt I was in Traverse City. I felt I was getting ripped off because the M43 was $9, but the Mm -hmm. um, Bel Air Brown was $4.50. It's like, well, shit, what am I doing? Yeah, Wendy was saying you can get like $2 pints of Locals Light, and I'm like, I would crush those all night for $2. Hell Yeah. yeah. 
I was Hell drinking yeah. a Morty Monk from Petoskey for $2 a pint. But if I wanted an M43, it was going to be $6, which normally they're $8. So they give you $2 off. But still, I just thought that was funny that the High Life, that, is it really never, they've never sent it overseas before that? I feel like they have, but it's probably the way that the the distribution went for this one purchase. Like it went through a a weird way and um, or maybe every single time like that, it goes through this region because the thing is, is that Miller cores, Molson cores didn't respond to the issue, which is why it got destroyed. There's two things that are killing me. It's the people who purchased it. Oh, there's two things that are killing me here. Who's who's the Poindexter? Was like, well, this says champagne of beers. Like, who is that nut job? And then who are the guys that bought this? They're like, oh, whatever. Like, just destroy the cans of beer. Like, what is hey, happening? Two thousand bob cans of beer. They decided to just no big deal. Yeah, wh- no big <laughs> <Whatever>. deal. <laughs> here's here's what what I'm going to say though is is that the twenty three hundred cans were destroyed. Um, it looks like if somebody had already purchased them, it might have already left the the coffers of Molson Coors, and therefore they made their money already. And now they have all this press. <laughs> right. Like, USA Today is covering it. I'm sure there's a bunch of other sites like uh, a porch drinking, a brew bound, like both in internal sites and external sites are going to carry it because they said they destroyed them. Is there a video of them destroying yeah, the beers? There is. Yeah. Click on, <laughs> click on the article. <laughs> so the committee, I, I don't, I'm not even going to even try to pretend like I know how to say that is, I just totally clicked to a different article um, committee champagne or whatever is what it looks like. <laughs> But the people who take care, who make sure that the trademark is being used properly, were like, oh, it just shows you how committed we are to making sure that you're using your trademark correctly. Because mm-hmm. people are confusing Miller High Life with champagne. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I thought that came from champagne. I thought it was from France. I thought, that, yeah, Very what is disappointed this? disappointed it's not champagne. <laughs> I feel like they need to, like, contract a brewery in Champagne, <laughs> France now to make Miller High Life. Because then it's in Champagne, and you can call it the Champagne of Beers. And I feel like this is an opportunity they need to take uh, advantage of right, right? away. <laughs> Molson Coors, get on this. Uh, uh, well, we'll have the link in our show notes for sure. Uh, so you can go check out the video of, uh, 2,300 cans of beer getting destroyed. Um, sorry to those folks who are high life fans. Um, RIP, uh, the champagne of beers in champagne, France. What a waste. So sad. Uh, that is going to do it for the news segment of the Better on Draft podcast. Again, we are off next week, April 28th. We'll be back on May 5th. Uh, we are off and on for the next uh, month, month and a half, just because there are beer festivals for us to attend, and we don't want to miss them. That means that you do not get content, so we are sorry. Uh, go listen to some of our old episodes, plenty of old episodes to listen to, including some of the top 50 breweries that we've talked to, including Yingling, Boston Beer Company, Boulevard Summit, uh, Maui Brewing, Modern Times, 
uh, all these breweries we've had on the show. Go check those old episodes out. And no matter what you think of your beer, we think it's better on draft. Have a good night. Cheers.